0: Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and this is the South African and Global Markets in a Nutshell for November 2022. This Thanksgiving, U.S. investors searched high and low for reasons to be grateful and managed to drum up enough good cheer for a second consecutive month of positive stock market returns. Other equity investors around the world joined the festive mood, and both developed and emerging markets posted positive returns on hopes that the worst may be behind us. European and UK equities outperformed the US, but it was emerging markets, particularly in Asia, that stole the show. Asian equity markets rallied strongly, with the MSCI China Index up more than 20%, as increasing signs of a shift away from zero-COVID policies emerged. Hong Kong also announced fresh measures to support its ailing property market, and Macau's six incumbent casino operators were also awarded new licenses for the next 10 years. The prospect of an accelerated reopening of the world's second-largest economy saw most other emerging markets, particularly resource producers such as South Africa, also posting strong returns. But while markets got swept up by the holiday spirit, central banks continued to aggressively raise interest rates on lingering fears that inflation, not the Grinch, may still steal Christmas. November saw another sobering set of swinging 75 basis point interest rate increases in the US, Europe, the UK, as well as here in South Africa. So while glass half full equity investors clung to the idea that we may be near a top for interest rates and a bottom for growth, glass half empty bond investors aren't entirely buying the good news story just yet. The US yield curve still remains significantly inverted with two-year treasuries yielding 0.8% more than 10-year treasuries. The last time the curve was this inverted was in the 1980s, which was also incidentally the last time the Fed was on a rate-hiking binge. Why this matters is that in the past, an inverted yield curve has been a very reliable indicator of an oncoming recession. But we're still currently sitting with the unusual situation of having already experienced bear markets, but the recession that prompted them hasn't even started yet. Research from macro firm T.S. Lombard shows that no U.S. bear market, caused by an economic slowdown, ended before the recession started, which means it may be premature to assume that the worst is over. Even if interest rates are nearing a turning point, significant economic risks for the year ahead remain. Firstly, this recent tightening cycle has yet to bite. The market currently expects the Fed's benchmark interest rate to reach close to 5%. That's up from close to zero at the beginning of this year in the most aggressive tightening cycle in 40 years. Yet we've still not seen a major impact yet on either US labor markets or on US spending. Despite the fact that hourly wages have actually gone down in real terms, Americans are still spending. After an era of easy money, bad habits are hard to break. But instead of spending their stimulus checks, they're spending on credit, and they're spending their savings, the savings rate in the U.S. is now at 2.3%, the second lowest level on record. Secondly, there's still a risk that inflation won't fall as quickly as the Fed would like, which means the risks to interest rates still remain to the upside. With the U.S. labor market tight and spending still strong, the Fed is likely to err on the side of tightening too much rather than risk inflation becoming a longer-term threat. And while the rest of the world shares Americans' inflation problems, we also remain tied to its interest rate cycle. So while the U.S. is still hiking, most countries, including South Africa, will be forced to do the same. The third major economic risk is that most governments are now stuck with a significant debt problem. While growth rates were higher than borrowing costs, governments could borrow cheaply. And they did, with gusto. But with economies now slowing and borrowing costs rising sharply, several countries, including South Africa, could find themselves on an unsustainable debt trajectory, unless they make painful fiscal adjustments. Recent developments on the political front in South Africa are a stark reminder that higher government bond yields are not a free lunch. They're compensating investors for a higher country risk premium. In other words, investors need to be paid more because the risk of lending to countries like South Africa has significantly increased. And until we see a turnaround in the structural decline and significant reform that promotes growth, we are likely to experience further bouts of market instability and a steady decline. Fourthly, Housing markets in regions such as the US, Canada and Australia were all driven to very frothy levels due to excessively low interest rates and stimulus. But with both now reversing, they are vulnerable. A significant drop in nationwide housing prices in these regions may be needed to bring mortgage payments in line with household incomes. If this happens, it will have significant negative economic ramifications. The last risk we need to keep at the forefront of our minds is geopolitical risk, which still remains elevated and increases the risk of negative events. The standoff with Russia that's left Europe short of energy is a good example of how geopolitical issues can have a direct impact on economic growth. All of this is a reminder that as investment managers, we are ultimately in the business of identifying and managing risk. Generating meaningful inflation-beating returns over the long term is about protecting capital against these risks and staying invested long enough to allow the power of compounding to work its wonders over time. Ford's top-down macro strategy allows us to carefully assess these economic risks on the horizon and understand where we are in the interest rate cycle. This ensures our portfolios remain robust throughout the cycle. Our bottom-up valuation-driven process ensures that we populate the portfolios with many diversified opportunities that will provide upside and real returns over time. There are plenty of these available today. Importantly, we need to embrace the fact that investing involves dealing with uncertainty. But by studying it, understanding it, and embracing it, we're able to use that uncertainty to our investors' advantage, as we have done over multiple cycles in the past. Thank you for listening and happy holidays from all of us at Ford Asset Management. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Ford Asset Management. Ford Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.